However, I got much more uh, benefits from the strict carnivore diet. Um, I'd say I got even clearer skin. I didn't. I wouldn't say I necessarily got rid of any acne because that was kind of already gone, but more like the quality of my skin actually pops to the point where people in my life even commented on it and say, wow, you're, you look like you've used, um, uh, what's it called? Exfoli like exfoliator or something, which I've never, I've never used before. So that was nice. Um, even clearer skin. Uh, so I lost, I actually dropped a lot of fat, which I didn't really think was possible because I was already pretty slim, but I shed just a lot of fat, uh, across my middle and I was like, ah, oh, okay, this is obviously good, but is this going to be bad for my general sort of strength, you know? Hi, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Meek Medic Podcast. Today, I'm joined by my very special guest, Rory McDonough. Now, Rory's been on the show before, so welcome back to you, Rory. Thanks. Thanks, Suresh. It's uh, great to be back on, and um, yeah, happy to be here. Yeah, and it's great to have you back on the show again. Uh, so, Rory, I mean, obviously, you've been on the show before. Uh, I think it's episode eight, if I remember correctly. I probably should have looked that up before <laughs> before we started. Um, but maybe if you could reintroduce yourself a little bit, give people a little bit of your background, just so if they're not familiar with who you are uh, and a bit, bit about your story and why you've wanted to come back on the show. Yeah, so uh, my name is Rory McDonough. I'm 19 years old. I'm based in Brisbane, and I'm a huge fan of the carnival diet. Uh, as you may have guessed, since as I'm on the show, uh, I've sort of, in my life, I've sort of started off as like a vegetarian for about 16, 17 years, moved to sort of a standard Western diet, um, didn't really get great results from that, moved to sort of a, an animal-based diet uh, with uh, still high-quality meat but um, and ruminant meat predominantly, but uh, still incorporating carbs, so fruit and honey, uh, which is what I was on last time I was on the show and yeah, currently on a strict carnivore diet of um, pretty much mainly beef, but maybe a little bit of lamb, uh, eggs, uh, water, salt, uh, grass-fed butter and the like. And that's literally it. So very, very strict currently and yeah, thriving on the diet. And um, yeah, and what I do for work. So I've just launched a new business I'm very passionate about. Um, high quality meat, as I'm sure most people that follow a carnivore diet are. And so I've launched a business called the Carnival Crate recently that focuses on uh, a weekly subscription service of high quality meat, focusing on people on the carnivore diet. Yeah, amazing. I, will, I certainly want to talk about that. And I know last time you were talking about trying to get that mm. that launched. I mean, that must be an absolutely huge undertaking. Um, any any business to start is, is very, very difficult, but especially food must be very, very tricky. And a delivery service on top of that, I mean, it's a lot to take on. So I definitely want to get into that. Um, obviously, you mentioned there that you have switched your diet. So on the last episode, you were talking very much about your animal-based diet. Uh, which you were incorporating some fruit and honey and avocado and I think things like that. What's made you change now to a, a, a very pure carnivore diet now, just meat or eggs as well? So I suppose like the catalyst for change would actually be honestly just environmental factors, which was kind of the catalyst for change when I changed from like a standard Western diet to just an animal-based diet to begin with because I started hanging around people that were eating you know, that uh, sort of animal-based diet with the fruit and the honey. And same thing when I moved from that diet to more of a strict carnival diet is I started talking to more and more people that were on a strict carnival diet and getting more benefits from that than from uh, from like a, carb a carbohydrate-based um, sort of uh, meat diet. And even talking to people that were on like, just normal ketogenic diets as well, talking about the benefits they got from eliminating carbs. And like, I, I thought I was doing pretty well on an animal-based diet. I'm obviously doing much better now on a strict carnival diet. Otherwise, why would I be on it? Um, but yeah, it was probably mostly just meeting more and more people that were, that were on that diet 
that influenced me. And then I sort of said, well, I'll try it for a month because that seems to be the general consensus online that I found is that you should try it for a month to actually get uh, good results from it. Because I do know someone that tried it for a day and didn't get good results from it. But I, I mean, even I said to them, well, a day, you know, you're probably not going to get, you know, if you start going to the gym, going to the gym is a good thing. But if you go for one day, you're not going to, you're not going to get much benefit from that. So, um, yeah, I sort of committed to a month. I, I went for a month and after about probably two weeks, I started seeing some significant benefits, I would say. Uh, and yeah, that's sort of how I came across it. Yeah, so just you kind of hanging out with people that were really just eating meat uh, and then you just decided, you know what, I'll try it and see what happens. Uh, So what kind of benefits did then did you see when you made that transition then to an all meat diet from what was essentially a a carnivore diet anyway, just, you know, with some fruit and honey and so on? What what, what benefits did you really see then? Yeah, so I actually wrote wrote down a bit of a list because I didn't want to, I didn't want to, um, miss any out. I didn't, I didn't want to forget any. So I will say before I go through them, obviously I experienced a lot of benefits still eating the fruit and the honey, hence why I stuck with that for a while. Um, so a summary of those would be like clearer skin. I got rid of my, I had really bad acne on my back. I got rid of that on the fruit and honey diet. Um, uh, what would you, uh, I'd say I lost a lot of weight. I lost a lot of fat. Um, but I did lose a lot of strength as well, which I'll come to in a minute with the strict carnivore diet and things like, and then a random thing, like I stopped getting dandruff on the fruit and honey diet. So things like that maybe came about from me cutting out seed oils and moving away from the processed junk. However, I got much more uh, benefits from the strict carnivore diet. Um, I'd say I got even clearer skin. I didn't. I wouldn't say I necessarily got rid of any acne because that was kind of already gone, but more like the quality of my skin actually pops to the point where people in my life even commented on it, say, "Wow, you you look like you've used um, uh, what's it called, exfoli like exfoliator or something," which I've never I've never used before, so that was nice. Um, even clearer skin. Uh, so I lost. I actually dropped a lot of fat, which I didn't really think was possible. Cause I was already pretty slim, but I shed just a lot of fat, uh, across my middle and I was like, ah, oh, okay, this is obviously good, but is this going to be bad for my general sort of strength, you know? Um, cause I sort of come from a bit of a, a gym culture where, you know, where the bulking and cutting and calories in calories out are sort of king. And in that culture, when you're cutting, so when you're losing weight, it's just accepted that you're going to lose some strength. So you're, you're going to lose some of your progress at the gym and you've just got to accept that because you're burning off fat. But actually, I haven't really found that at all. If anything, I've maybe gained a bit of strength or I'm finding it even easier to gain strength on the carnivore diet, even after dropping some weight, which tells me that it I probably haven't lost really any muscle at all. Uh, it's, it's all been fat, which I'm guessing is more to do with the, the sort of ketogenic nature of the, the diet. Um, yeah. And speaking of the gym, uh, another one I've noticed is like sort of better recovery. So just, you know, doing a hard set of, you know, deadlifts or squats or bench or something, compound movements that usually would really take it out of me the next day, the next day I would still be feeling it. Um, and yeah, waking up the next day on the carnival diet and feeling ready to go again on the same muscle group, you know. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that last time that was something that, that you mentioned as well. That was something that you'd experienced. It was, yeah. I mean, I, I don't have time to be going to the gym for hours or anything like yeah. that. You know, as I said to you before we started recording, we just had our fourth child, uh, which is why I was explaining why I've got this new this new background because yeah. I've been kicked out kicked out of the bedroom. Uh, can't record there. Um, I literally get like five minutes a day. But yeah, I mean, I noticed, yeah, just, just doing like just straight push-ups, squats, et cetera, you know, like twice, three times a day almost sometimes. It's just almost no recovery time, uh, which yeah. is incredible. Yeah, no, it's it's... Yeah actually got to the point with me where I um, was questioning whether I even worked out that muscle enough because I'm not feeling it because I 
again, I come from <laughs> yeah. the sort of culture yeah. where that that sort of gym culture where if you're not feeling it in your in your quads and your your hamstrings the day after a heavy leg session, then you probably haven't worked them hard enough. But I am, and I'm progressing. Yeah. So clearly, clearly, there's something else going on. Mm. Um, oh yeah, and then mm. sorry to keep harping on the gym thing because I'm aware not everyone that's not everyone's fitness strategy of choice. But um, no. yeah, I, I also mm-hmm. found like an ability to sort of increase the reps and the weight quicker. Uh, so even this morning I was at the gym, I was uh, just doing some doing some um, curls on the quad machine. And usually I try and increase by a certain amount every week, you know, progressive overload and all of that. And yeah, usually I increase by like maybe one rep mm. a week on each exercise and then I'll slowly get better. But this week, you know, I was like, got to the increase one rep and then I realized, well, I, I still feel fine. I can keep going for like another three, four reps just after one week, which has never really happened before. Like usually I get to a point with an exercise where, you know, I'm struggling to do that extra one rep. Sometimes I'll have to do maybe an extra a rep increase every two weeks rather than one one week. So that's something I've noticed. Um, and then sort of like in the away from the physical mm-hmm. side of stuff, probably my uh, what I would say are my favorite benefits that I've got for this is um, things like energy. So I, I just feel like I can work all day, every day. And I haven't burnt out yet because I, I think it's just kind of accepted in our culture and it was accepted by me as well till till mm. recently that you know you work nine to five or if you have a nine to five job or whatever it is if you run a business and then you know you have maybe two hours in the evening where you're just chilling you know and you need and it's sort of accepted that you need those two hours to um to relax and i'm not saying you don't need that but for me personally, I found that I haven't needed that at all. And I've, I've needed that for years. I, I've always sort of tried to work hard during the day and then relax in the evening. But I've been finding that I do have the mental energy to, to accomplish all the stuff I need to um, in the evening. And yeah, and I think from that energy, just a lot of like confidence, like positivity. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just general sort of mental well-being, I would say. Yeah, I mean that's uh, incredible. I mean that is, that is something a lot of people that that when they switch to a carnivore diet, they really do find that they are able to kind of just keep going. They're just like energizer bunny, you know, just <laughs> going and going and going. Uh, we just we just seemingly no end to their energy and and not just their their physical energy, but as you said, their their mental energy, their drive, their concentration. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's almost like uh, you know some people call it like ADHD, but not ADHD. Like yeah. you're you've got so many yeah. things going, but you're able to actually concentrate on them all uh a lot of people do do find i certainly found that uh and i found i i just don't need that downtime so much either as well now so um i guess there's people out there wondering what did you actually change Mm. or what did you actually take out of your diet then uh good question so i was on so when i was on the sort of carbohydrate based diet i was eating I was, I'd say it's still a, still a great diet for people. I was eating um, pretty much all beef. That was pretty much the only meat I was eating. Maybe a smattering of lamb occasionally. Uh, and then I was eating uh, fruit and honey for, for carbs. So I was probably eating about, in terms of the amount of carbs I was eating, I was probably eating about 100 grams of fruit a day. Uh, or as in fruit carbohydrate per day and plus some honey that I used to put on. Um, I used to use to season the meat actually. Um, so maybe about 125 grams a day of carbohydrates. Uh, not that I didn't, I didn't really track it or anything, but that's what I was on. And then also some organ meats as well. Um, pretty much the only things that I've cut out are the, the fruit. Oh, and also eggs. Sorry, I forgot to mention. Yes, I used to eat eggs. Pretty much the only things I've cut out and when I've moved to a strict carnival diet is the, the fruit and the honey, really. That's it. I, um, uh, I've just stepped up my level of uh, animal fat. So I've really stepped up how much grass-fed butter and ghee 
and a smattering of duck fat as well, actually. Uh, although I've been experimenting with the duck fat and I've actually found that it's not as... Sometimes I seem to get maybe slight breakouts on my face after duck fat. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure if that's correla correlation or causation, but um, yeah. So pretty much all I did was take out the fruit and honey and replace the fruit and honey with uh, more meat, more eggs, and more butter, essentially, more fats. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, yeah, interesting duck fat seems to maybe cause you some some like spots. That's uh, interesting there. So so you kind of just, you were eating quite a bit of carbohydrates mm. uh, and you've mainly taken those out now and, and replaced them with fats, it sounds mm. like. So you're much more in that kind of ketosis uh, probably most of the time, which maybe giving you most of the benefit i'm not sure but uh interesting because that kind of goes against what some people out there like paul saladino carnivore md would say you know that we need that fruit we need that honey we need those carbohydrates um how long have you been doing this uh this now you know pure pure carnivore for now then rory uh so i believe it's about six weeks it's not, not hasn't been long uh I did I did it for 30 days and then I had a I had a cheat meal so I had 2 days it was on a weekend where I just ate whatever so uh I ate what did I eat I just ate a burger so it was still good meat but I had a burger with the 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 buns and I I had donuts as well cuz I felt like a treat um and I think it's interesting one thing I sort of have been thinking about is people that sort of promote this idea of eating like an 80 20 sort of diet have you heard of that yeah rough yeah kind of vaguely yeah yeah where where it's like you 80 percent of the time you eat you eat what you should eat or what you what your goals are what your goal diet is and then 20 percent of the time you eat whatever you want now if that i, I know people that utilize that diet and it helps them and they get good results out of it and it helps them to sort of because obviously 80 20 is better than junk food all the time so obviously that's a step up but for me personally i have never really found that useful at all in any diet because i find that 80 20 for me becomes starts slipping to 75 25 and then it becomes 70 30 and then all of a sudden i'm pretty much just eating a standard western diet yeah i've tried that before so I, i've actually found um almost more freedom paradoxically from restricting restricting the diet even more uh and yeah so yeah uh anyway back to the back to the cheat the cheat meal so obviously i experienced some negative benefits to that i went out of ketosis i could look, like feel myself going back on the sort of glucose glucose fuel um and obviously i wouldn't recommend people eat donuts but that was just that was just my sort of celebration of ending ending a month of that i don't really have any intention of doing that again to be honest because i just feel so great at the moment but i did want to see what kind of impacts that would have so yeah went about 30 days on the diet two days off and then i've been about two weeks since then just on the diet yeah, I think that's important though to kind of get a sense of what food actually does to you. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's actually useful. Um, yeah, I mean, there are people out there, of course, that are going to benefit from doing like an 80-20 approach, you know, having those cheat meals. We know mentally, psychologically for some people, it really does help to keep them on the straight and narrow. But for some people, you made a really good point there. You know, for some people, even just one cheat meal then just leads to two, leads to leads to three. And I, I know it does. It does with me. I've spoke about my sugar addictions on this channel before. Um, I was listening to your podcast. I know you're taking a, a bit of a break from that at the moment, though. Uh, the animal based experience uh, still available on Spotify if anyone right, wants to yeah. go and listen to it. Uh, and I was listening to the episode with Amber. Uh, with her sugar addiction and she was saying oh, i mean she literally could have been me me talking uh mm -hmm. it was almost identical story um and i had casey ruff uh from boundless body podcast on the on the show last week as well and uh released last week and he was saying pretty much the same thing just uh yeah like one leads to two leads to three and you know that's the thing so for some people yeah they can manage that perfectly fine others maybe like you and i we just have to say well actually it is more freeing to just actually narrow that diet down a little bit that's right yeah 
And yeah. no one, no one loves donuts more than me. Like no, no one loves pizza, <laughs> donuts, you name it. No one loves that stuff more than me. Um, but yeah, just now, unfortunately, unfortunately, I wish I could eat that stuff and it didn't give me any ill effects. But unfortunately, narrowing down the diet seems to work. For me. Yeah. 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 What about things like uh, avocados? Were you eating those before? Uh, uh, a little bit when I was on my like fruit and honey sort of sort of diet. I haven't really experimented with that at all, being on strict carnivore. Um, I am interested in like experimenting with a lot of different stuff on the new strict carnivore diet because obviously I want it. It would be nice to eat as much as possible as long as it doesn't cause negative effects. For example, I haven't really experimented with dairy on the strict carnivore diet. And I know some people can handle that and some people can't. Uh, I seem to handle it pretty well when I had it on the uh, more on the fruit and honey diet that I was on. Uh, I seem to handle it well. I used to have cold pressed milk maybe once a day, uh, which I forgot to mention. But yeah, I was eating uh, raw dairy. Um. And yeah, things like maybe experimenting with cutting out my eggs as well, because I consume eggs and people have said that some people have said that eggs are actually a problem for them. I haven't really found that. However, I one thing I've sort of learned from switching all these diets and getting better and better results is that you actually don't know what you don't know. So you might think you're doing fantastic, but then maybe there's a little tweak you could make and it you end up being twice as good after that yes yeah no i think you're absolutely right there i'm just wondering and i guess other people out there listening to this or watching this on youtube are going to be wondering you know what it was that that you took out that's really made that difference you know and i mean do you, do you think it's the sugar that you've taken out do you think it's the re- fats that you've put in or do you think it's maybe things like the oxalates because because fruit and honey i mean they can berries particularly you know they can be quite high in oxalates as well and honey can be quite high in oxalates i believe as well um do you have any insight into what what you think maybe is giving you that that benefit i yeah i think i think the oxalates could play a small part in that i've sort of thought about this a little bit i think from my perspective and obviously this is just guessing uh i'd have to do more experimenting to really pinpoint what it is um but i'd say it's more the ketosis aspect and more uh getting off the use of glucose as fuel because like beforehand i was still eating high quality meat i was still cutting out seed oils i was still you know eating in a way that is relatively ancestrally consistent um and yet i've experienced so much more benefits on this and really really the big change for me and the big kind of uh what would you say the big thing that i had to adjust to on the strict carnival diet was just how much fat i needed to consume to actually function because I did fall into the classic trap of not eating enough fat for the for the first few days of the carnival diet, and even and even not even just in the first few days, I would get to a good point, and then I would get kind of lazy with consuming like butter or ghee. I would get kind of lazy with it, and then a couple of days later, I would find that I was like sluggish. Like for example, a couple of weeks ago, I actually got lazy with it. I was feeling great, and I got lazy with eating, making sure I was getting enough fat, and then. All of a sudden, I felt exhausted in the afternoon. I'm like, oh, well, maybe this diet's catching up with me or something. But then I just ate like a big bit of butter. And Mm. uh, the next day, I was great. I was perfect. And I've been great since then. So I think it really is that that ketosis aspect, which I've always been not skeptical of, but it is a controversial topic in in the sort of mainstream health sphere like even you know you mentioned paul saladino before he's actually where i got a lot of my um resources from when i was on an animal-based diet with the with fruit and honey because that's pretty much his diet i was eating um and yeah he he talks about apparently ketosis puts stress on your body or whatever um but 
obviously not for my body. And if it is, then I'm doing great. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, ketosis does does put some stress on the body. There is no doubt. But the question is, is that stress, you know, good or bad? Um, you know, chronic stress generally is considered to be bad. You know, acute stress can can be useful. I guess if you're chronically in ketosis, then yeah, some people might argue, well, that's chronic stress and therefore it's bad. But uh, there is evidence out there that maybe we shouldn't be in ketosis twenty four seven. Uh, 365 and i think uh ben bickman i think talks about this a little bit um please if uh, ben's listening and i'm misquoting you please i apologize um, <laughs> but yeah there is some evidence that being in ketosis 24 7 365 is maybe not good uh the question is on a pure carnivore diet if you're eating enough meat will that break you from ketosis enough to uh to break you from that we don't really know but um it'll be interesting to see obviously when you, if you do add in some other things like some avocados i know some people you know they're still uh eating a carnivore diet but they, they still eat a little bit of avocado you know the low the low toxicity you know stuff i know that's what i'm kind of doing right now at the moment as well so uh, and i feel i feel actually slightly better adding in a little bit of very very low low oxalate low lectin you know kind of foods or zero lectins low oxalate foods like avocados um so be interesting to see if that changes over time you know for you uh you mentioned improvements in mental health as well i want to talk about that a little bit if i if i can uh what changes did you see then in with your mental health um well i think it mostly stems from the sort of energy boost that i've mentioned before and the ability to go all day every day um and just to say like i'm not saying everyone should do that you don't have to, obviously, you know, if you've got families and friends and that, spend time with them, have some recreation time by all means. But um, I think my ability to do that now, at least so far, um, to me, my theory is it's kind of boosted my, It's boost. it feels like it's boosted both my dopamine and my serotonin simultaneously where I'm just like overwhelmingly positive about life all aspects of my life and all mm. aspects of the the people I care about's lives lives um you know it's it's just I'm doing the same stuff but it's so much easier to do everything you know what I mean um so I, I think mental health wise mm -hmm. that almost like a more positive outlook on life is how I would describe it yeah yeah, I, a lot of people do find that. I certainly found that when I switched to carnivore. Um, you know, my, my wife kind of famously just came back one day and said to my wife, right, I just want to like sell the house and buy a farm and just like, <laughs> just like, I just want to totally change my life. Uh, I still kind of want to do that in a way. Um, but that's really interesting. I guess all of this has is, is probably helped you actually to start to really launch this business. Let's talk about that. A little bit so it's carnivore crate uh carnivorecrate.com i'll be sure to put links in the description for the episode um tell us a tell us a little bit about the carnivore crate then yeah so i'm very fortunate to be able to start a business about something that i'm actually passionate about you know i think a lot of people especially a lot of young people like me i'm only 19 a lot of young people like me that get into the the sort of business entrepreneurial kind of space um they go for something in e-commerce and they, they go for products that random products that they're drop shipping from China or whatever that they don't really care about. They don't really care about the, the issues. And as a result, they don't really care about the customers. So I know every business says they care about the customers, but fortunate, I'm fortunate enough to do something that I'm actually selling high quality meat, which is something I'm really passionate about. And as it might be coming across in this interview, I'm super passionate about the benefits that this diet has given me. So the Carnivore Crate, uh, currently we offer one product. It's only just launching. We offer a uh, our beef box. So it's literally just a box of beef. Uh, it's uh, uh, around five kilograms of beef and it's a subscription service. So it's delivered to your house or whatever delivery address you choose every week um and yeah it's it's about five kilograms of beef which seems to be about the amount that most people on a strict carnival diet or an animal-based diet seems to be about the amount of meat that they need to consume per week and obviously as time goes on 
that might be something we adjust, might be different sizes of, of products that come out. Um, but yeah, for now, that's what we've got. Um, we've done a few, we've done a few free trials and so far the, the results have been overwhelmingly positive. Uh, we've just launched properly last week. So the, the first order is coming through and, uh, yeah, uh, really want to turn it into not just some kind of business where there's no connection between me and the, the business and the customers, but also I want to I want to turn it into something where we really share share that same love for you know grass fed grass finished premium quality meat and not just the meat itself but the benefits we've received from it. Yeah, I mean, sorry, I, I need to make a correction there. It's thecarnivorecrate.com, not not carnivorecrate.com. So I'll make sure I put the correct information in the item <laughs> description for the episode. Um, so thecarnivorecrate.com. Yeah, I mean, I know you were talking about this on the, on the last episode when we got you in. You were you were starting to to look at this business. So I'm really glad. I'm really happy for you that you've managed to launch this. I mean, at 19, I mean, that's a huge undertaking, as we were saying. Um, do you think carnivore diet has helped you to to get this off the ground? I mean, obviously, yes. Look, you're passionate about this. Of course, it sparked your interest in this. But do you think you would have been able to do something like this if you weren't following carnivore diet? Um, I think it's definitely, oh, it's hundred percent helped. I think I would have been able to do it, but I think definitely not to the same level and definitely not in this, not as quickly as I have done it. Um, and not as like, like, like I mentioned the sort of my productivity has gone up since being on this diet. So that's allowed me an extra, maybe three or four hours a day that I can spend focusing on the business and the customers and uh making it as good as possible which is should be the goal of any business um yeah and i think hopefully my positivity that's i've mentioned has sort of come from the diet hopefully my positivity and my enthusiasm for the business comes across which i think would help um yeah, I, I think it it's definitely definitely helped, and I I also think um going on a strict carnivore diet has actually helped me understand what my potential customers would want better, because that's ultimately the goal is to know what people want and then give them what they want. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's the goal of of any business. Uh, certainly, what my uh, my my YouTube coach te- keeps telling me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who who is your avatar who are you actually trying to make videos for and actually cater to that audience you know um i mean certainly you mentioned you a few times about really high quality uh uh, meat Uh, i see on your website here you're sourcing them from uh, malaney beef which is is known to be a very high quality uh yeah yeah no and they're um they're great as well malaney uh great they're very um would you say very responsive very very positive in their their messaging so i i highly recommend even if you don't go through my business they sell it in bulk if you're looking for bulk orders maybe a bit more bulky than what i'm selling i'd highly recommend just going to them as well um and I, i've tried their meat as well like I, i've been a customer and it's great it's fantastic yeah. yeah, it's definitely good, good, good meat. Uh, and Malini's a really nice part of the country as well up in Sunshine Coast. It's really nice. Um, so um, are, are you doing anything else other than than beef at the moment or is it just focusing on beef at uh, the moment? In terms of products? Yeah, uh, no, not yet. Um, there's definitely, it's definitely coming down the line. I'm aware not everyone, not everyone uh, spends their whole waking day eating beef like me. Um, I'm sure... People would be interested in, in lamb, lamb options, pork options, um, even, you know, non-food options, like different things that people, maybe products for people starting out on the diet, maybe like information products like that could be something we offer down the line. But yeah, currently, I really wanted to focus on one product and getting that as good as possible for people because sort of the alternative that I saw to that is putting my energy in two different products or three different products that would be substandard rather than one product that's really good. Hopefully. Yeah. 
no i think that makes absolutely perfect sense um so talk us through how it works then so it's a it's a weekly subscription yeah so every week uh every week we deliver to your yeah nominated delivery address whether that's your home uh your home or another place um i should mention uh currently since i'm based in brisbane we only deliver to uh the brisbane gold coast sunny coast areas uh if you're sort of on the edge of that we do kind of uh lean towards delivering further but obviously we're not gonna deliver to sydney or something like that if anyone's listening unfortunately i wish we could but currently no hopefully in the future um we do have customers as far out as um like near gatton as well which we we deliver to um yeah so that's that's where we sort of deliver to and yeah every week i just kind of wanted to make it as easy as possible that box of big box of beef will be delivered to your place you can stick around we can chat about the state of the world if you want um if not enjoy your enjoy your box of meat and um that'll just happen every week yeah so uh so what kind of products are you actually selling then it's uh, it's beef obviously yeah. um oh, yeah. Yeah. but like mints sausages steaks what is it that people are getting then all of the above so it's actually there'll be it'll be slightly different every week what's in the boxes so every week there'll be generally there'll be mints or sausages uh as well as a variety of different steak cuts However, we are semi-customizable where if there's a particular thing that you really like and someone else hasn't claimed it yet, um, we can make sure that that one's in your in your box. And if there's a particular thing that you really don't like, that's fine. We can give that to someone else and you can have what you like. So yeah, a variety of things. So we got mints, sausages, um, you know, the usual steak varieties, rump, eye fillets, scotch fillets, ribeyes, uh, Y-bones, T-bones. Uh, we also offer, if anyone has a dog or similar, we offer um, like dog bones for them to chew on. Uh, and that's absolutely free. If you have one, you can just message us and we'll chuck those in there for free um, just so that your, um, your pet can experience the carnival diet as well. We want to get as many people on the diet as possible, even pets. Um, so yeah, and also I should note with the sausages, because a lot of people, uh, you know, get concerned about the content of sausages and the casing and the uh, whether there's any, um, I'm forgetting, I'm blanking on, yeah, preservatives and all that, all that rubbish. So we, so we do have, um, uh, our sausages currently we are selling uh paleo sausages so they have no preservatives in them uh which is great for me because i i know i personally wouldn't want that uh which is why i haven't really been eating a lot of store-bought sausages since going on the diet because i just kind of realized how much you know rubbish there really is in them um they do still have uh they do still have a small amount of like garlic and spices but there's no preservatives so for most people, they're cool with that. But if that's not your jam, that's totally fine. We can give you extra mints instead. Just let us know and we'll um, we'll sort that out. Yeah. And all your meat, all the meat is uh, antibiotic free, hormone free. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. As well. Um, yeah, it's completely antibiotic free. It's hormone free. There's, it's actually vaccine free for anyone concerned with that. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, some people certainly are concerned around that. I, I don't want to get too much into vaccines, yeah. but <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> YouTube, YouTube yeah. will ban me. Uh, they've got a new a new policy oh, out really? now. They're cracking cracking down on on medical stuff, so got to be a little bit careful. But yeah, they are vaccine free. Then, if anyone is interested in their, that with their meat, um, and you can pay with Bit Bitcoin. Yeah, I'm seeing so here as well. Actually, a common request was whether um, whether you could pay with Bitcoin. Uh, turns out a lot of people in the Bitcoin realm are actually carnivores as well um so i wanted to offer that wanted to offer to people to pay in as many ways as possible whatever way they feel comfortable paying um yeah and i should mention as well currently we are sold out so unfortunately so if anyone was wanting to buy one we do have a, a wait list open so if you wanted to jump on there you can jump on the wait list and you'll be first in line to get 
the next round. Um, and if you jump on before, uh, I believe it, I believe it's on the website. I think it's September 30th. Um, you'll get 80% off for multiple weeks. So you'll get it for like 20% of the price. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, incredibly generous. Uh, I guess it's a, it's a good problem to have being sold out. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. No, I was, no, it seems like a lot of people want, want, um, quality meat, which is great. So, yeah. Oh, there's definitely a market out there for sure. So I'll have to I'll have to check it out, and uh, yeah. yeah, we'll 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 discuss privately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I guess uh, you so you're sourcing the meat from Mulaney. You're not you're not hunting it yourself. Uh-huh, no. I see your your bow in the background. Yes, there. yeah. No, I'm a I'm a um, I love I love bow hunting. I love um, even just archery in general. Uh, I I think. Uh, especially being on a carnivore diet or even an animal-based diet, when I started hunting, uh, there's something very almost a spiritual aspect to it, which I think a lot of people that, that do hunt say, especially with the bow, I find, because I think with a gun, there's a lot more separation between you and nature, whereas with a bow, obviously the bows we use aren't exactly the uh exact replicas of what our caveman ancestors would have used um but i think it's closer to that connection with the ancestors and how you know they really had to go out there and hunt for food they didn't have any fancy meat delivery systems to deliver them dinner they had they had to go out there and they had to they had to provide for their families or else the tribe would you know the tribe would go hungry that night um so that's that's a big hobby of mine yeah yeah and that's something we we spoke about before uh when you were on the show and, and you said you know it's a really uh spiritual journey you know as you as you were kind of just saying there a lot of a lot of camaraderie yep. with the uh the, the friends that you go with so i still haven't managed to get into into bow hunting i know i said last time on the show you know something i was interested in but i'm just i'm so busy yeah no yeah <laughs> it's yep. just so hard finding time yeah, but I, I've met quite a few, I mean, through the podcast and YouTube, you know, finding quite a lot of carnivore patients coming to see me now as a doctor. And a lot of them are into, into bow hunting, actually. Yeah. yeah, which is really cool. Uh, lo- locally, actually, in fact. So um, I know you were going down to uh, northern New South Wales, I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Actually, um, it is a, it is, it, it can be a bit of a time, a time constraint if you're, especially if you're, you know, doing so much stuff like we are. Um, in fact, currently I have some friends that are bow hunting as we speak, probably, hopefully, hopefully, um, hopefully having a productive hunt. Um, but I had to skip it for work reasons and, and, and the like, but yeah, yeah, we're there. Um, they're down Northern New South Wales. Uh, I'm actually part of a, a group of group of guys that, um, with a focus on, with a focus on bow hunting as well. And we sort of do that together. But yeah, I, I think it. I think it really is increasing as a as a bit of a hobby because I think in general, uh, things like bow hunting, things like sort of survival prepping, have increased because we kind of live in an environment where uh, everything's sort of provided for us, really. And now I think there's a bit of a cultural swing back to, okay, everything's really easy. Now let's go voluntarily do hard things like bow hunting or or the like yeah yeah i think that's important though i think as as human beings you know we do actually need some adversity um and we hear about this from a lot of people uh that work in like you know the kind of mental health space particularly around like dopamine and i know you mentioned the uh the the book atomic habits there as well um i haven't read that but I, i think similar kind of stuff you know uh we do need some adversity we do need some challenges if life is easy all the time um i know sean baker likes to post these uh things on his facebook and twitter like the scenes from wally uh the disney film you know we're just these these grossly obese people that can't even can't even lift their own body weight you know they can't even lift their arm up because everything's just provided for them they just just turn to mush almost no muscle no bone no nothing almost um that's kind of almost the way yeah it's a going. little scary to watch because what wally wally is actually my favorite <laughs> my favorite of those pixar movies i i just love love wally um for whatever reason but yeah it is a little scary to to go back and watch things like that and be like oh 
is that where we're heading you know yeah i, I think it it, it kind of is actually scary because it, it it is almost predicting the future I, and i think if people don't put some effort in yeah they will kind of end up that way i mean we see it already people can barely barely move uh because they're so unhealthy uh, they just rely on on thing machines and technology to do things for them. Obviously, look, there's people that have major traumas, and you know, look, that's totally different, of course. Um, but yeah, like it's it's kind of sad that uh, as it just started raining oh, where you are. Pl- I think it was a plane. Sorry. <laughs> oh, fair enough. I just suddenly hit hit loads of uh, noise. Um, yeah, like it's kind of sad that we are kind of heading that way. But I think another aspect of this though is also uh people are, are starting to wonder like where does my food actually come from you know like you said like the fillers and stuff they go to the supermarket and then they see these the even like packaged meats and stuff and they're starting to question the quality you know the sourcing and i think people are getting a little bit more keen to just know okay well where is my product actually sourced yeah. from well i think you know personally i actually grew up in a in a small town in a small farming town so i was lucky in that so from from a young age, I had a good understanding because of where I grew up of how a lot of that stuff works. Now, and then coming to the city, you know, it, it's surprising how many people are a bit more uh, ignorant of that simply because they don't have that sort of those environmental uh, factors around them. They don't they don't have they don't have the all of that that agricultural process going on around them and i think it's great that that people are taking more of interest you know i was um uh i was looking at some there was some workshop that's running i forget what it's called or where it is so my apologies to the people running it but it was just about um regenerative farming and pretty much uh farming from scratch so pretty much going from you know a couple cattle to to you know raising them to maintaining them to butchering them to to um breeding them to the whole process and there was some some uh it's like a three-day retreat or something going on about that and it was for people in the city to go out and learn about that and i think that's fantastic and and um i think things like regenerative farming are actually becoming more more mainstream things like that which i think is good for farming in general because if there's a group of people in australia that uh what would you say underappreciated it really the 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 farmers out there are really up there and um i think as as people cuz i live in the city now too as we we sometimes have a lot of distance from oh, them for sure it's hard to Oh, we we do. I mean, the farmers are are probably one of the most, if not the most, underappreciated. Uh, I mean, literally, without farmers, you just you just you can't eat. You know, if you it doesn't matter like what what us doctors are doing, and you know, like there's there's if you can't if you can't eat, you know, you die. Like this doesn't matter what your health is otherwise. Um, you know, I saw a I saw a thing on Twitter, Facebook the other day. You know, I'm 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 old, so I'm, I'm like Facebook and whatever. Uh, and it was saying, you know, like without you know without farmers, you can't eat. You know, if if uh, without without truckers, you can't get the food. You know, to to the to where you needed to go. Uh, and there was a third person. I apologize, I, I can't remember who the third person was, but they're again very very important in that process. And it is important, you know, to to recognize these people actually do serve serve an absolutely vital function um and uh you know we we drove over to uh to Wumber actually up, up near near Gatton you know you were talking about earlier on the weekend and uh yesterday just get the kids out of the house and you know go and see somewhere new we drove past loads of farms and uh you know it's it's nice to just get out of the city and just see okay this is where food comes from <laughs> you know the cow that's the cow that's blocking the road like yeah that's that's where your food comes from you know it doesn't come from the supermarket <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely you know? yeah yeah and i think um even just like manual laborers in general uh which you still see in the city obviously uh are um maybe a bit underappreciated because it's sort of in our society society now it's sort of seen as uh your in some circles maybe it's like lower value to pursue those kind of careers 
Uh, well, folks, I think we may have lost Rory. <laughs> I'm not sure quite what's happened there. We'll try and get him back in a moment. Uh, we've got Rory back. Rory just uh, had a blue screen of death, unfortunately, and <laughs> crashed halfway through. But that's all right. We can edit all that stuff out. So uh, you were saying, Rory, about about jobs. I mean, you're basically saying that uh, you know loads loads of jobs out there. They're seen as quite menial, but actually they are incredibly important, and they're all part of this supply chain. You know, basically is what we were saying. You know, from from farmers to to the people that eat them, and everybody everybody in the middle, uh, which is super important. Yeah. And I- and I think during, I don't want to flag your content for any reason, but I think during COVID, I think we really saw that um, because w- with the sort of disruptions in the supply chain um, because of, uh, because it's people like that, you know, that, 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 um, that really keep the world ticking along and uh, running smoothly. And sometimes in a supply chain, there can be maybe like, 20 30 different different points that all need to be running perfectly smoothly for for you to receive whatever it is you're getting on time um so yeah, yeah I, I think i think, I think yeah. yeah i think you're absolutely right there I and mean, i think i think youtube we're allowed to mention covid okay. just uh, uh maybe just not too much <laughs> so no that's fine um i guess uh people are probably wondering then i mean we've spoken about obviously the the carnival crate sorry the carnivalcrate.com your new business we spoke a bit about bow hunting there um the big thing i think is is obviously you're changing your diet and the benefits that you've seen so i guess people are are probably maybe wondering you know where where are you planning to go from here with your diet then uh in terms of 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 your experimentation and and so what's your kind of plans from here now yeah so um I suppose the next thing I would do is probably just enjoy my current my current state before I start experimenting with stuff because I, I do really want to enjoy it and and um make sure I appreciate where I am because you know I, I I'm sure a lot of it is I'm also I'm also young as well so I know that health no matter how how much you prioritize it and experiment and get the best diet for you I know that doesn't last forever. So, you know, I want to, I want to enjoy that. I want to keep prioritizing my health, uh, not just in diet, but, you know, exercise, sun exposure, et cetera, uh, getting quality sleep, which by the way, uh, is another thing I forgot to mention. I've actually found my, my sleep's improved. My sleep quality anecdotally has improved a little bit since sort of going into more of a, a, a ketogenic state I've found. Um, but in terms of experimenting with the diet, I think, Maybe I'll try. I'll try adding some dairy back in. Uh, obviously, I'm consuming butter, but uh, I'll try um, incorporating some cold pressed milk. Although it's getting tougher and tougher to find that. To be honest, there was actually a the company that sells it at least near me to Coles and Woolies stopped selling it to Coles and Woolies. They must must have run out of. I think they're made by cow, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think they just went bust. Yeah. Um, there was law lawsuits and stuff. I don't, I don't know the whole story, but I'm, I'm not sure they're even trading anymore. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate for me because I I love their stuff when I was still drinking it. Um, so I'll have to find a way to source source some um some raw dairy. Uh, just I'll I'll probably experiment with that because uh I do like raw dairy. So if I'm able to eat it without any ill effects, I'd like to eat it. And I think it is important to experiment with stuff like that. So it's definitely something I plan to do because like I said before, you really don't know what you don't know. Like you you might think you're going at 100%, but really you're only going at 50% or whatever, you know? And I think it's important to have the, what would you say? The, gro- the growth mindset to be willing to experiment and change if even if you think things are working perfectly because at different points in my life, you know, I've been very stubborn about different things and I think it's easy to be stubborn about things and easy to be, you know, set in your ways. And this is the right way. This is the, this is the only way for me. Uh, And by doing that, you, you can often lose out on, on, um, on even more benefits. So yeah, probably just, experimenting with adding adding stuff in like the dairy uh maybe i'll experiment with taking out eggs 
although that might not be that cost effective pers- personally because eggs eggs are quite cheap um yeah, yeah yeah i mean eggs, eggs are relatively cheap here in australia I mean, certain parts of the world i know america has issues with eggs you know being being grossly expensive now so uh everyone's put some people are probably watching this going yeah yeah eggs are not cheap <laughs> so, sorry some, yeah. in some australia. parts in australia they're still yeah. pretty cheap on the whole so it's pretty pretty decent quality on the whole i mean speaking of of milk i mean look officially raw milk is not recommended um i've got to say that for health reasons but um uh the closest we could get really uh you know, officially was uh, the cold pressed raw milk uh, through made by cow. But yeah, I think I think they're gone bust now. Unfortunately, the various lawsuits and stuff because issues they were claiming it was raw milk when it wasn't, and all this kind of stuff. So, um, but Maloney Maloney dairies do do a very good milk. It's not it's not raw milk. It is homogenized. It is pasteurized. But uh, it's about off top off memory. It's about eighty percent grass fed uh, milk, which is uh, pretty good and as far as milk goes. It's, it's yeah. Well, it's also. Um... That's right, and there's also uh, things like like bath milk, which uh, officially officially don't don't drink it, but officially yes, officially don't don't, don't, don't yeah. drink the Cleopatra's bath milk. We're not meant to do that, but that is yeah. what some people some people do. So, um, but there can mm-hmm. be health risks associated with that. I have to mention that as yeah. a doctor, so otherwise YouTube will ban me. <laughs> <laughs> so um is there anything else that you want to that you want to mention rory we've been talking for about an hour now i'm conscious of time um is there anything else that you want to um, mention that we haven't spoken about at all suppose i just like to say uh, i've sort of plugged my my business enough i don't need to keep harping on about that uh i am part of a, a group that does the the bow hunting i mentioned um i think bow hunting can be maybe you look at the cost of some bows and all the gear and going on a hunt and you think it's quite, you know, costly and it can be, but if you're interested in, you know, just learning some stuff for, for free, um, and joining up with a group of like-minded men who are passionate about improving themselves and getting stronger physically and mentally, then I am part of a group uh a brotherhood actually uh based in brisbane if you're willing to join that so um i'm sure i can leave you you leave you with a link if anyone's interested in that um if you're in the the brisbane area um and i'm also part of a a small business that runs like uh these spirituality events on the gold coast every month called soul and soul um myself and a few friends we we run like meditation breath work um also a a bit of a diet and health segment for for people um just to focus on improving people's sense of community and tribe and togetherness because i think that's really important and it's something that's that we're losing in the current age in the current age of um internet friends which are great but also having that that personal connection is something something we lose so that's my that's my plugs for the rest of it but yeah that's, that's about it yeah and i'll make sure to put all the links yeah. for those in the description below send them over to me and i will put them all in the description um how can people find you on social media um the carnivore crate obviously your website just let people know how they can find yeah, you so uh we don't have any social media for the carnivore crate yet um because to be completely honest i hate social media in general um uh, but uh if you'd like to see what i'm see the stuff i'm doing uh you can follow me on on instagram at rory mcdonough so just my name without the gh on the end um so just how my name's pronounced really um yeah that's that's pretty much where you can where you can find me yeah and then the carnivorecrate.com yes is yes. the website as well. So I'll make sure to put all of those in the the, the episode description. Uh, well, thank you so much for coming on the show today, Rory. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you again uh, and catching up. I think it's been almost six months or so since I spoke to you last. So uh, it's been been really great talking to you again. It's been great listening to your, your journey through your carnivore diet, your experimentation. Um, hopefully that will give some people out there some inspiration if they are uh, still having a few issues. Um, uh, and they're wanting to just make a change. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was fantastic to be back on. And um, yeah, thanks for having me. Oh, no, you're very welcome. Uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning into this episode of the Meat Medic Podcast. And thank you, Rory, for coming on the show. Take care, guys, and we'll see you in the next episode. 
Thank you for this. Li- thank you for listening to this episode of the Meek Medic Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. It really does help to spread the word that how, how we can improve mental and physical health through diet and nutrition. If you are imp- interested in improving your own... Okay, let's just re-record that. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Meek Medic Podcast. If you found this episode useful, please leave a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. It really does help out the channel to grow. If you have found this useful and you want to improve your physical and mental health further, please do check out my website, themeekmedic.com, where you can find all my eBooks are currently 50% off with the code 50 off. That's code 50 off, five zero off, O-double-F, for 50% off all eBooks. Take care. Thank you. See you in the next episode.